0: Hello, and welcome to the Chris Yeh Podcast. I am, as always, Chris Yeh. This is a very special Mental Samurai Recap. It's the episode four recap, and I'm recording it right after the episode ends, because I've got a lot of things to do tomorrow, and I'm... Traveling, and I don't know if I'll have any other time to do it, so I'm going to go while everything is fresh in my mind. It was a jam packed episode this time. Leading off, we had the Thorntons, Stephanie and Jameson, the first husband and wife couple to compete on Mental Samurai, and at least by the way the show did it, back to back. So Stephanie went first. She and Jamison are both Mensa members. They met at Mensa. And the big thing was that, in fact, Stephanie has always been the one who's won. Eight out, eight or nine times out of ten with the game, she's going to win. She's got the higher IQ rating than Jamison. So this was Jamison's big chance to come through. Stephanie got off to a good start, was going through at a very good pace. But she ran into one of those tough questions where if you don't take the time... You can really get it wrong. She had to figure out if there were any other dwarves of the seven dwarves other than Doc, whose last name didn't end in Y. And so the way to do it for sure is to go through to go through all seven dwarves, count them off in your fingers, make sure you've got the six other dwarves. But Stephanie was trying to keep up that good pace, really felt conscious of the time pressure, and she forgot about Bashful i got to admit, when I was watching the television, I forgot about Bashful as well. I got caught up in the moment. So then it was Jameson's turn to go out. Jameson went on the show very, very calm, uh, going through the the... Course, like a pro. It was very dramatic when he watched the clip from Sully with Tom Hanks talking about being judged on 208 seconds. He actually went back and forth between the right answer and the wrong answer, but he got the answer right and he was able to beat Stephanie. However, because he had a number of tough questions, he was running low on time, and in the end, he was done in by one of those pop culture questions. He just didn't know what Ryan Seacrest looks like. Probably a common thread among Mensa members. But both Stephanie and Jameson did well. Stephanie answered six. Jameson actually beat her out, so he's got bragging rights. I'm going to look forward to recording a podcast with them. I'm going to have them on as a couple on Friday. Hopefully we'll be able to get that podcast up shortly thereafter. Next up was Leah Curry, who is an accountant. With Leah, I noticed that she was one of the contestants, like me, who struggled with the capsule. Her hair was getting in the way, but she was doing some interesting things. There was one question where she answered before Eva even finished reading. And what I noticed is that is actually allowed. You can answer immediately. It's just that the question won't be answered as right or wrong until after the question is finished reading. So if you want to make sure you go as fast as possible, that is actually an interesting technique to look at. Uh, I will note that she wasn't as efficient on all of her questions. There were a few where I felt like she wasted time sort of playing up the drama, that classic drama versus speed conundrum that we see competitors facing. And she ended up losing on memory. And when you lose on memory, I always think that it's because time is a factor. If you take too much time, if you're really being overly dramatic and you're not really locking in as quickly as you can, time can be a factor. And we've seen that time and again this season. Now, next up, we had Matt Potts, a Marine in military intelligence. Matt and I were there as part of the same group, the same day of shooting. So we got to spend a lot of time together. We were even in the bullpen together in the same group getting ready to go into Ava and to do our runs. So uh, I will tell you that Matt is a true prince of a guy, really this phenomenal guy. Also, maybe not have come across as much on television, but an incredible sense of humor. Ironically enough, Matt is off training, and he's out in the wilderness somewhere, so he wasn't able to watch tonight's episode. We actually corresponded briefly via Facebook Messenger just now. I let him know that you know, he came across well on television, and I thought that he did the Marine Corps proud. So we'll definitely catch up with Matt after he gets back from his training. I felt like, in many ways, one of the things they did is they actually gave Matt a longer-than-normal biographical package. And I think this was making up for the fact that by the time he got up there and was talking with Rob, he was really all business. And he really didn't have as much banter as I would have expected. As Matt ran through the course, he was very focused very fast. He occasionally wasted a little bit of time, but for the most part, he was pretty locked in. But as he got further along, and this is something that Joey mentioned on the podcast I did with him, he started to get into the game. He started to smile. I could see, he could feel the win. And so he's getting excited. Uh, He obviously had a little bit of luck. He said that he guessed on the question about whether Lord's wrote the song royals at the age of 16 i don't know whether that's true or not i'd love to talk to matt and understand i of course am a big fan of lord so i knew that for for a fact but again shows you the importance of pop culture and if it's a toss-up you have the chance to just guess that really helps out a lot Matt had a challenging run. He also dealt with spinners. He had spinning crabs where one crab had a claw that was slightly smaller and that took up some of his time. But fortunately, his last question was a toss up and he was able to complete the run 12 out of 12 and move on to the circle of samurai. In the circle of samurai, again, Matt was a great competitor going through it like a champ. He missed the final question. And it was a sequence question, and it really reached far back in time. So Matt is 36 years old. So if you work backwards, you can tell that Matt was born in the roughly 1980-something range. That's great. But that means that you were asking him questions about Vanilla Ice and Baby Got Back. And he was still in grade school at the time. And he ended up guessing that it was Baby Got Back before Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby. But as it turns out, Vanilla Ice was the OG. He came in earlier than Baby Got Back. So Vanilla Ice and Sir Mix-a-Lot did him in. I got to admit, it would have done me in too. And with the time running out, it's always hard to see. But it was still a fantastic run. Matt won $75,000, which is awesome. And he's going to be going to the season finale to compete for that big $250,000 prize. Again, looking forward to recording a podcast with Matt after he gets back from his training. The next competitor was Andrew Ames. Andrew is a professional dancer from Fremont, always excited to see another person from the Bay Area. I'm going to have to try to reach out to him. Uh, He's got some great stories, I'm sure. He was in music videos where he danced with Ariana Grande, he appeared with Siegfried and Roy. I'm like, wow, this is an interesting guy. And he even prayed to Britney Spears before beginning his run. However, He was one of the contestants who just ran into one of those things where the brain locks and he wasn't able to get it. There's a picture of an eyeball wrapped in the plastic wrapper that you see on like a hard candy, and he could not get that it was eye candy. He guessed eye orange, eye wrap, all these different things. He just didn't see it as candy, and he took the entire five minutes. It was actually a pretty entertaining five minutes because... Andrew was very outgoing, and Rob was throwing in reactions left and right. The crowd was really getting into it, because obviously every single person in the crowd knew the answer. Every single person in the building knew the answer other than Andrew. But time ran out. Five minutes, one question. He did point out that this means that he did not answer a single question wrong. So there is... An achievement of some kind there. Uh, I will reach out to Andrew. I will try to locate him and get him to come on the show and talk about his experiences. Again, really going to be interesting if I can get him on the show. The final contestant of the night was Marlena Gasper. She had an incredible story just a grave tragedy. Her, mo- his, her mother was diagnosed with AIDS when she was 11, so she dropped out of school to take care of her mother and her family. Her mother died when she was 15, and that's when she went back to school and graduated from high school at 16. She has six different college degrees, two of them in creative writing. Of course, that's what my degree was in, so very near and dear to my heart, and an educator, so the kind of person that people are really pulling for. So Marlena was going through the course, she was very confident, uh, but she was starting to fall a little behind. And she was on pace, pretty much right on pace, six questions in, two and a half minutes left when she hit one of those spinning questions. And as we all know, those spinning questions just can't be done quickly. The only person who tried to do one of those quickly was Clay, and he wasn't able to get it. So everyone else was really taking a lot of time on those spinners. That threw her off the pace, and she came to a question that she just didn't know. In this case, the question was, add together the number of Jay-Z's problems... And the number of Nana's balloons. And Jay Z, of course, has the great song, I Got 99 Problems. And well, I won't go with the rest of the song, but I'm familiar with that song or the song title. And then Nana had, the had the famous song, 99. Uh, balloons. It's this sort of German song, classic from the 1980s. And again, emphasizes the fact that we have people needing to understand the music of today, like lords. And then we have people needing to understand what I call geezer music, uh, music from the 1980s or even earlier. And one of the things that we've seen is it's very difficult for a contestant or a competitor to know both the music of today and the music of their youth. People like Dr. Ken, who would probably know the music of the 60s 70s and 80s may not have much idea about the electronic music of today and if you know old town road today you may not know the music of the 60s maybe you're not as certain about all the songs in the beatles or who or uh, rolling stones albums so In the end, we ended up having a single contestant completing the course and going on to the Circle of Samurai. Matt fell just a little bit short of being named a mental samurai, but nonetheless, winning $75,000 in a single day is a major achievement. So I'm going to be looking forward to interviewing Stephanie and Jameson. I'm going to be looking forward to interviewing Matt. And I'll be reaching out to the rest of the contestants to get their take as well. I hope you've enjoyed this Mental Samurai recap. And if you do, please go ahead and share this out. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Please rate and review wherever you happen to be consuming this podcast and help spread the word so that mental samurai fans everywhere can enjoy these broadcasts. I'm Chris Ye, and thank you for listening.